Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. We've got a mixed bag of news in this episode, uh, which I guess is only a good thing. An assorted mix, but still plenty of DC stuff. Yes, uh, at least there's a couple of Disney trailers to talk about in Trailer Talk. With Trailer Talk, we are starting with Frozen 2. Just want to throw it out there. I haven't watched the trailer. Have you watched the trailer? <laughs> I did watch it. Okay, good. I kind of thought you would. I just wanted to speak to the records, or yeah. the record that it's broke. With 116.4 million views, the teaser trailer for Frozen 2 has set the record for most watched animated trailer in 24 hours. The teaser surpassed the record previously held by The Incredibles 2, which was uh, 113.6 million. Yes. So would you like me to talk about the trailer? or We don't need to. I mean... I mean, is Elsa and Anna in it? Uh, yeah. My daughter watched <laughs> the first movie a lot. So I know at some point, more than once, I will be watching Frozen 2. Sure. So you don't but, Okay, so did you like what you saw? Um, It was a surprising... Uh trailer not what i expected it's very like not much happens it's one of those things where like this it's sort of like a scene at the start there's elsa on a beach which is different because it's oh that is different yeah and then she's trying to like sort of run across the water with like ice feet yeah no it's just a weird it's so a, I mean, it is a teaser it's about two minutes or so that like, is a long that is, a that's lot. not a teaser like there's stuff but there's no plot there's a couple flashes of like some new characters there's like a girl standing in like um, a setting where there, like there's like leaves fallen, so it's sort of like an autumn type sort of character. She's got like brown hair, like Anna. Uh, She's got brown hair. Yeah. Did you see the? Teaser? But she looks a lot more autumny. If you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you see the teaser poster? It's black. Yeah, it's just with what, what looks like a snowflake, oh, but it's like, like iced over. Yeah. That's a teaser. Do you know what? Not two minutes of footage. You know what? My 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 thoughts on this. What I don't like the Frozen title card, Frozen Two. I don't like that they've gone with Roman numerals. I don't know, just something about it just doesn't... I don't... Oh, have they? I thought they just did yeah, number two. Yeah, it's Frozen and then Roman numerals two. Is it? Yeah, I don't I like it. I don't know why. Oh, right. I... I should be just completely fine with it, but it's... Oh, yeah, I think the number two would have been nice. I prefer Roman numerals, but I thought that they went number two. Yeah. But no, they haven't. That's something to take away, and that's the Frozen 2 trailer. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. Aladdin. <laughs> Everyone can't stop talking about Will Smith as the genie. Yep. Hey, we wanted a blue genie and we got it. I don't know what to think. I really don't know. Oh, what look, to there's think. a lot of things with this trailer. Look, the the music is is fine, perfect even. Sounds just like Aladdin. Um, Jasmine looks fantastic. She looks gorgeous. Her outfits look very pretty and expensive. There's a couple shots of like Agrabah, the streets, people dancing, the costume. That all looks really good. There's a the shot tiger of... tiger is in there. There's a shot of carpet. He looks good, like animated and stuff. I'm liking that. Even Aladdin, I'm like, you know, he's not doing much, but it's like, yeah, it's fine. He looks like Aladdin. Um, you get Jafar being pretty boring. <laughs> okay. Like he, yeah, Give he, him a minute. His dialogue, <laughs> I mean, he only has like one line, but he's like, get me the lamp. In the cartoon, he's pretty awesome. <laughs> he yeah, is an awesome villain. You yeah. know, it's like, but he's in disguise in the cartoon as well, which I don't know what's going on. Everybody but, anyway, but Jason is talking about the genie. <laughs> I'm getting to the genie. I'm just saying there's more going on that's yeah, yeah, yeah. not very good. Jafar doesn't look great. Nobody cares about that stuff. Ah, oh, it's fine. Yeah, Will genie. Smith is blue. He's, I don't know. What's out then? Like, you've, we've seen the screenshots of Will Smith being Will Smith. 
like yeah. in, in in like genie outfit, but we it, have. So it looks like a in human. human forms. It's just it's Will Smith with a ponytail. Yeah, and it's like I like that. It works and it's fine. They said they were gonna make him blue, and I'm like, mm, okay, we'll do it. Like they, most people, I wouldn't have been happy if Genie wasn't blue. And now cool. I've got exactly what I've asked for. And you don't. And I don't like, know. No, it looks terrible. But I also think terrible. that it'll look different when the movie's finished. I think they've probably rushed Genie just, a little bit. Oh, look, if something's not good enough to put out in marketing, I just think do they it. had it to so show. Bad. They had to show Blue Genie. Yeah. And they have. And I, I mean. I don't know. I really, don't, look, I really don't know. Just like I finished watching the trailer, I'm just like, oh wow, this does not look very good at all. There's CGI, not even just the genie. There's other CGI shots like in the Cave of Wonders that that looks pretty bad. Like it looks like Star Wars Episode Three when they're in like the lava mountain thing. Very. I mean, this PlayStation game is from the director of Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I mean, if you look at his back catalogue, it's Nothing like this. He's stretching a different muscle I mean, here. Yeah, but um, I'm yeah. At the moment, I'm I'm stressing. Shaft. <laughs> We've got a shaft. I'm gonna tell you. And I know, I know. I watched this trailer when it was released, which I think was what like a was it like a week ago or something? Yep, a week. Yeah. I can barely remember any of it, so I'm not gonna <laughs> speak much to it. Well, the trailer but... it spans three generations back in two thousand. Even further, go back mm. to the early 70s. I think it was early 70s, around 73, you had the original John Shaft, Richard Roundtree. Then fast forward 2000, and we got the reboot slash continuation of that series with Samuel L. Jackson as the nephew. I love that movie. <laughs> I really, I like that movie a lot. You've got Christian Bale as the bad guy. It is it is such so is a fun the, movie. Is the appeal mainly the fact that there's three of them in there? Because I gotta say, when I watched this, I was, I was like, uh, I'm there's no appeal. I mean, that's for that's I'm the, like, I mean, the appeal is that you've got like the super cool John Shaft, the original, and then his nephew has stepped up and he's uh, you know he's a policeman. He was a private investigator, I think, the original Shaft. And now the whole, and then, but he, Sam Jackson is super cool. And this is the movie that came out 19 years ago. And what we're getting in this trailer, you're finding that so you've got John Shaft, Sam Jackson's character, his son isn't the cool Superfly Shaft. So I think that's where some of the entertainment's going to come from. But I just think it looks fun. And Richard Roundtree's back. He's now got a white beard and they're all wearing matching coats in the street. It just looks fun. I'm hoping it's a good rifle. <laughs> I, I don't... It was that, honestly, that first Sam Jackson Shaft movie just bought it and loved it and I still have it in my DVD collection. It is a good movie and spending more time in that world, I'm all for it. But it wasn't until I was talking about it with you that I realised, not so much a fan. <laughs> like, it's, it's not really your thing. Honestly, the, this, oh, the opening of the Sam Jackson one, there's... Oh, he... something. Somebody says something... And then, as a policeman, Shaft punches the guy, and his police captain's like, "That's it, you're out of here, you're you're fired," or something. I've not seen it in years. And then, just super cool, Sam Jackson's like, "For what?" Hits him again and goes, "For that." It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> okay. If you've seen No Shaft, have you seen that one? No, I don't think so. It's a good movie. <laughs> Check it out. And that's trailer talk and me gushing over Shaft. <laughs> okay. That is not going to be the episode title. <laughs> Me talking about <laughs> Gushing over Shaft. <laughs> not be the episode title. And now on to movie news. 
The Trench. If you're familiar, we are talking DC stuff first. Warner Brothers, The Trench. Yeah, Warner Brothers has hired writers Noah Gardner and Aidan Fitzgerald to script The Trench, um, a horror spin-off of Aquaman. This is happening. The details on the script are light. The film will be set within the kingdom of The Trench and will not feature any returning cast members from Aquaman proper, or the Aquaman movie. Um, James Wan will produce a project which will be much more modestly budgeted than the normal DC superhero film. So the trench was when they went underwater, all those glowing... So that's glowing... the piranha-type creatures. Yeah, mermaid things. Yeah, that are, that are, <laughs> that are deep deep under that. So th- this movie that they're talking about, see, it's the early stages. The trench is relatively new, especially compared to a lot of things that are out there in, in DC Comics. But I'm interested by this idea. James Wan... You know, like you say, he's going to produce. That's his background, and that's what he's interested in. He, he did a lot with those scenes. His background so, is making spin-offs. He, well, <laughs> he, did he does, the, yeah. He did The Conjuring, and then, yeah, there's yeah. been multiple, multiple <laughs> spin-offs. But this is going to be super low budget. So it's going to be it's the same continuity, but it's very much going to be its own thing. It's not going to cost what a DC film would cost to make. Mm. And it's not going to be instead of... A DC film. It's as well as. So they're going to take a very modest budget and they're going to do something that's going to expand on this world. We already know that Aquaman 2 is happening. If it's like, right, we were going to do this film, but we're going to do this instead, I'd be saying, no. Man of Steel 2 was so (laughs) close. You're so close, but we're going to do the trench instead. So it's going to be like, instead of, it's almost like an experiment. You know, they're just seeing if they can do this thing. It very much feels like that. It's like, you know, they've. Remember back, it was a few years back, and like they just had this giant roster of like 20 DC movies that they were going to do. A lot of them aren't happening, like the Cyborg yeah, like movie. Yeah. This, if this was back then, it just would have been another additional, like, oh, whatever. They're just, they're just saying shit. They're just putting something out there. But it sounds like they're, yeah, they're probably definitely going to make it, especially no, with I re- James I Wan. It's going to be, it. you know, the budget's going to be very modest, and it's just going to add to the world of Aquaman. Like, it's. I think it's, like, it's an interesting no, idea. There's no harm in doing it. Like you said, it's just odd. <laughs> it's, Again, it's, it's, it's not It's not instead of. They're just looking at expanding. and Because they are building, just like what Marvel have done, just a wider lived-in universe. Mm. And they're just continuing with that. And it's like, okay, so this is going to be a horror film. Like, it's going to be super low budget. It's connected to Aquaman. But who's to say it can't be R-rated? Will they be able to incorporate... Because obviously the trench leads to that island with the dinosaurs on it and stuff. I mean, Could that be a thing? I don't think so. I like dinosaurs. I don't think so. I Damn think it. they're just going to go... <laughs> it's going to be a horror movie. Okay. I think that's pretty cool. The Batman. We have some news. Right. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Now we've, got a cre- we've got, now we've got to credit Jimmy Kimmel Live. Ben Affleck appeared recently where he officially confirmed he's stepping down... As Batman saying, I couldn't crack it. So stepping down permanently from the sounds of it. It's a hard one, isn't it? Because when I was hearing about this initially, it's like we know he's not connected to the Batman and that it's going to be a story of a younger Batman. So it makes sense for Affleck not to be in it, but without ruling him out. But they could bring this him back at some point is making me think, yeah, this is making me think that maybe it is done, but then they could still change it. But Ben Affleck literally says, I'm not Batman. He says, and it's like, ah. Oh, and to quite... say he couldn't crack at me is like, look, I tried and it didn't work. But he's, but he's not talking about 
playing the character. He's talking about directing and writing the script for oh, that previous okay. one. This is what I mean. I so don't think doing, yeah, it's it not completely clear. But with them saying that this is going to be a younger Batman in Matt Reeves' films, and then they're saying, oh, it's not going to be Ben Affleck, I'm like, yeah, I know. Because he's not getting any younger. <laughs> I mean, he can still play the Batman we've seen, but if you're going to go younger in his career, earlier in his career, but it just... It's an odd one, isn't it? It's, I think he's done. I do think this is it. Let's just hold out and see what happens. And Yeah, keep an eye on this. Keep an eye on this. I'd almost... If, if he is done, like just because I don't... I'm not a big fan of when they recast, but if they have to, they have to. But if they just do Batman films elsewhere, like, you know, when he's younger, like not do another team-up movie like they did with Justice League. Bring different characters in. You know, they're talking about, without using Henry Cavill's Superman, doing a movie focused on Supergirl. You've still got your Kryptonian, but they're doing it differently. I just don't know. We, do, we don't even officially know that Cavill is out. Yeah, there's just nothing planned for him at this stage. We do know Harley Quinn. We know she's obviously getting around and doing all that, and that sounded rude. Um, but she will actually appear in the Suicide Squad after all, um, with production expected to start this year. So originally um, they'd said, you know, well, we assumed she would be focusing on the Birds of Prey movie and not being involved with the Suicide Squad. They were going off and doing their own thing. But I guess she's going to be in it. So Birds of Prey is her next movie. But when they were talking about Suicide Squad recently, we got the new title, The Suicide Squad, written and directed by James Gunn, and they were saying it's kind of like a soft reboot where they're going to bring in new characters. But then people are getting a bit worried, saying, oh, so are you just starting again? Is it not connected to what's come before? But just by, even if she just pops up briefly. I assume probably it'll be like a cameo. Basically, yeah. she'll be the Batman of this. Yeah, of this yeah. Show, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's not going to be start to finish in the movie I'd be very surprised if she was but just having a, a part it just brings it closer together we're said to be getting and we were talking about Superman before we're said to be getting a Superman cameo in Shazam there's been rumours about this that in the movie Superman does appear but you don't see his face right so I just don't know I just don't know I like the idea of Superman being <laughs> in a Shazam movie but can you remember when the, the deals were first falling through with Henry Cavill, Superman, or whatever yep. was going to come next? And it all seemed to have started because of his role or his small part that he was going to play in Shazam. They couldn't get that quite to work. Oh, like contractually? Well, they couldn't just... Whether it was like just... They couldn't get the, the schedules to line up, but it just wasn't working. Mm. And then the fallout of that was, right, he's no longer Superman. That seems a bit intense. But now <laughs> there's talks of... There is a Superman cameo, but we might never see it. Yeah, so it'll so it's be like, like he'll just appear and like yeah, his face will be covered. It'll be like no, a weird we'll, angle. But he might not even be in it. Like the the set to have it, but they might not use it. Ah, it's all very confusing. I mean, we're like a month away. I was like Shazam actually being released. I assumed I had always thought from the start like if there was going to be a Superman cameo, it was going to be like Seinfeld style, where it would be a Superman toy on the shelf. Or... But we do get all that. Cause we've seen it in the trailer. I've seen Batman stuff. Is there a Superman there's stuff? Superman stuff as well. There's a Daily Planet newspaper. The scenes from Man of Steel. That's all in there. Beautiful. And there's a Superman, we at least have that. And there's a Superman toy, and it got like the fanboys upset because the Superman toy has his red trunks. Oh, so it's oh, so it's like <laughs> so he's like, what's going Wait, on? Wait, so Shazam exists in our world or 
the DC world. I remember years ago, the TV <laughs> series Lois and Clark, New Adventures of Superman, and it was like a Superman parade. I think it was season one. And the and the, the banners were saying Superman, but it was the the like the Superman logo from the comics mm. that was never used in the show. Always bugged me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to movie movie news. Justice League. Keeping DC, it all keeping DC. It DC. Uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Um, now this is that an- the upcoming animated movie um, released digitally on Mo- on the thirtieth of March and on Blu-ray and four K combo pack on the sixteenth of April. So get your dollars prepared. Um, the Bruce Tim produced feature tells the story of the Justice League coming into conflict with the Fatal Five, which are supervillains hailing from the thirty-first century who seek the Green Lantern Jessica Cruz for their sinister plan to alter history. So we've spoken about this movie previously, but we've got a release date and mention of a combo pack. <laughs> so yes. we don't usually make a habit <laughs> of plugging DVDs on the podcast, but this will be a movie that we're covering. We talked about it already, so I thought I'd include it because we've got an actual release date. So we'll, we'll do our review We'll do the review in April, April of course. Ish. First half, first half of April. And adding to our schedule later in the year, this is a new one on me, Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, we did previously Batman... And well, Batman was, Beyond and Scooby Doo. Yeah, it, yes. We so, did. I'm all no, no, it was Batman Brave and the Bold. Brave and the Bold. Okay, sorry, Batman Brave and the Bold. Lots of bees. Lots of bees. I'm very excited to have yeah, let's Batman do it. meet the Ninja Turtles. Let's do Batman and everybody. Like, whenever <laughs> each year they'll team up with somebody else. Batman and Power Rangers. And this is. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> but this is, this is not connected whatsoever to the Scooby Doo movie. This is very much its own thing. It's an animated movie based on the 2016 Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comic miniseries. Well, we got to go out and get that then, don't we? <laughs> I read the first one, it was okay. I didn't read the second, they just announced the third. <laughs> so maybe I'll, I'll have to get back on board. It will transcend better into film. We've got a little bit of casting. Tara Strong and Troy Baker have joined a host of other stars for the adaption. Baker will be playing both the Joker and Batman. Tara Strong will join Baker in shouldering two roles. She will play both Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. That works. There's a first here. It's the first time ever that an actor has played in the same movie or TV series, both Joker and Batman. That is weird, actually, yeah. Yeah, he's doing both. Mm. Troy Baker can do it, but... And we've got the Turtles. We've got Raphael, voiced by Darren Chris, Leonardo, voiced by Eric Bowser, Michelangelo, voiced by Kyle Mooney, and Donatello, voiced by Baron Vaughan. So I don't know too much about it, but I'm in. <laughs> we will like, be you, doing... You had me at Batman. At I mean, it's, the, it's versus Batman and the Turtles. And also, Batgirl and Robin are also in it. So, you know, it just sounds good. I want to see the Ninja Turtles in, in, in the Batman family gear. I do think that happens, you know. I'm not even kidding. And I've only read that. I'm pretty sure it must be the first miniseries. I don't think I went back for the second. Yeah, stay tuned. (laughs) Alrighty. Star Wars. Oh, so we're not talking about DC anymore. (laughs) We're going to move on. It's Star Wars. Um, So it's been murky for the the Star Wars and the Star Wars fans and all that. But Episode 9 still coming. Still, it's an unstoppable force. Uh-huh. Director J.J. Abrams announced that filming had officially wrapped on Star Wars Episode Nine. He posted a nice little group shot of the new trio. Yeah, you got John Boyega, Daisy Ridley, and Oscar Isaac. Yes. All having a nice. I'm glad you remember nice all the names. Nice little <laughs> hug there. I just don't. I can't honestly say 
what my excitement level is for more Star Wars. I think with the episodes, I'm sure you know, with JJ JJ coming back in. I think I need to see some footage. We got Force Awakens and then we got Rogue One. My excitement was high. Mm. And then we've just had Last Jedi and Solo, which I did enjoy. I don't know. I'm not in a good place. See, with for me, Star Wars. yeah, dropped. Um, yeah, same. But I think going back to the episodes and with the Last Jedi, with the issues that there was, it was like overall there were flaws, but you know, like there was some good stuff there, and I just hope they sort of course correct and get it right for this third. But as you say, JJ, one. he's back. Yeah, and the Force Awakens, like revisiting it, like it's really quite solid. Like, I enjoy it. I'd honestly, yeah, I do as well, but I'd honestly like to know what what JJ thinks of The Last Jedi. You know, if we just mm. watched the movie and he was thinking, Ryan Johnson, what have you done? But sure, he was producing there, wasn't he? Wasn't he Yeah, there? but he, he didn't was... write and direct. Like It just seemed like, you know, when JJ was going left, Johnson went right. And now, is JJ going to come back and go left again? Like, yeah, and I guess the is JJ wasn't supposed to be directing the third or the ninth movie. It was no, supposed it was meant to be, to be one and done. Yeah. Oh, well. James Cameron has confirmed that Terminator 6 is currently going by the title Terminator Dark Fate. That sounds dumb. Do, do you think? Yeah, Dark oh, I just. Oh, I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, it's better than Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> it's better than Terminator Genesis. Dark Fate. I mean, it's going by... It's just cheesy. It's just going by that. They might change it. Or maybe it's like he's workshopping the title live. <laughs> just seeing, <laughs> seeing how people Gaging respond. The feedback. Mm. Dark Fate. I don't know. It sounds all right. It sounds like something. Yes. Now, this one was the like a, a reboot sequel to 2 again or something yeah, like that. Yeah, this is the sequel to 1 and 2. Yeah. So they're ignoring Genesis and Salvation oh, and Rise of the Machines and the Sarah Chronicles and anything else that they've made. <laughs> so ignoring all that. All right. So cool. Terminator 6, Terminator 3, I don't know. It's... Whatever you want to call it. Just call it Terminator. Just a mess of people. The upcoming 25th James Bond film uh, has been pushed back to April 2020. Now, is this intended to be Daniel Craig's last Yep, still said to be his last. Now, so he's on board at this stage. I forget where I we remember, ended with that. Yeah, no, he's on board. It's his last. I think they're still doing some new rewrites. And is this still Sony? Their last. It's this will their be their last. last. And, and then, they, then they lose the rights. I like how I brought the story now. We've got questions <laughs> for each other. Then is it still Danny Boyle directing? <laughs> I just don't know, actually. I don't think that's changed. No, okay, so, is he still so directing? So I think it's still Sony for this last movie. Daniel right. Craig's on board, and yep. I'm pretty sure Danny Boyle is directing. And it will be coming out in April. Grain of salt, <laughs> April next year. Yeah, do your own yeah. research. How's yeah, that? we bring the news. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see if we can do better with TV news. Alrighty. Batwoman. Um, CW, all that, Arrowverse, etc., etc. The upcoming Batwoman pilot has found its villain, um, with Deadline reporting that Rachel Scarston... Um, from Lost Girl, has signed on to play Alice. Um, now that's the leader of the Lewis Carroll-inspired Wonderland gang. It's a great character. Yeah. She's essentially Batwoman's Joker, only there. Oh, okay, so, so she is... Because obviously I know she exists within the, the DC world with going up against Batman and stuff like that, but she's a big player on the Batwoman side. Yeah, she's a Batwoman character. Ah, awesome. Alice is described as swinging... 
um, unpredictability between maniacal and charming and has made it her mission to undermine Gotham's sense of security. Sounds like the Joker to me. But there's moments where she really is Batwoman's sister again. Like there's like a break in psychosis, but oh. then she'll switch back and then now she's back to being this other identity. It's crazy. So it's just adding something extra because although Batwoman's going to try and stop her, there's always something getting in the way. But with, um, with Skarsten taking the role, this is actually her second DC role. Um, she portrayed the character of uh, Dinah Lance, uh, Black Canary, in 2002's short-lived Birds of Prey TV series. It's interesting, isn't it? Yes. Well, they, they always bring back... DC, Warner Brothers, whoever, do have a habit of doing that. But it really irked me in that Birds of Prey series. So she was Dinah Lance, Black Canary... But instead of having the canary cry, she could, I think, touch... It's been a while since I've watched it. She could touch people. She got visions. Right. But then yet... That's you do, different. <laughs> but then you do find out that she is the daughter of the actual black canary. And she pops up in one episode. Right. Anyway. Pennyworth. That's the Batman TV series without Batman. There's not even a Commissioner Gordon. Or Lieutenant Gordon. Yeah, like we thought when Gotham was coming, we were like, ah, why? This Gotham is... is the Batman show without Batman. Now, this is the Batman show without Bruce Wayne. It's a network that I'm not too familiar with over in the US, Epics. Well, they've revealed the first official promo still for Pennyworth, giving us a first look at Jack Bannon. You may know him from The Imitation Game. He was in there somewhere. Well, he's playing the younger incarnation of the man who will one day become Batman's most trusted ally. So this Holy picture, shit. let me paint a picture. It's a young British guy in a suit. It pretty much <laughs> is. Like, you think it's boring listening to us describe it. it just looking, I was like, okay, it's just a guy. Like, all right. It is, but I think the Pennyworth that we get in Gotham, Sean Pertwee, He's brilliant. <laughs> He's oh, really good in yeah, that. The interpretation, that, that version. But we're going younger. And this is from the makers of Gotham. Like Some of the people involved in that are doing Pennyworth. It's a limited series. I think maybe 10 episodes, something like that. I think maybe that makes it okay. Because it's just sort of like, hey, here's a little bit extra that on this character that you can watch. But it's not like, hey, here's a thing we're going to make 10 seasons and a movie out of. Like, it's... <laughs> and it's not in Gotham. It's set. Yeah, in the UK, and they, they're going to do some globe tropping, and it's essentially going to be him as a soldier. Is the intention to keep to have it set in the same world? Like, is he playing? Oh, it's nothing to do with Gotham. Nothing. It's very, mu- it's very much its own thing. But you've got to have him come across. Well, in fact, they actually cast. In fact, you know what I said about Bruce Wayne? I do think. No, I'm getting mixed up with Joker. You know, that movie with Joaquin Phoenix with oh, okay. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> that's got a young Bruce Wayne in it. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a young... Um, Honestly, I know... Mr. Wayne, whatever his name I is. I know and follow all this DC stuff, and even I'm getting confused. Yeah, the, It just the... means there's too much... There's right. too much out So this there. Pennyworth, it's not... <laughs> nothing to do with the Joker movie, of course, but that's the one that has the young Bruce Wayne. This is different. So this is just Pennyworth, yep. and I don't think there's any other Batman connections. If anything, I read something about a connection to Jack the Ripper. So they're doing their own thing on the <laughs> Epics Network. No, I still reckon. I would not be surprised if there was... Um, what's bloody... 
We all know his name. His mum's name is Martha. What's his uh, dad's name? Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Yes. If there was a young Thomas Wayne popping up in one of the like last couple of episodes, like Alfred helps out a rich guy, Thomas Wayne. Yeah, yeah I can and, see. And I can maybe see it's that. like, oh, if you ever need something, give us a call. Or blah blah. You know. Yeah. And if we ever get gunned down in an alleyway, oh, take care <laughs> bring of our kid. Bring up our son. <laughs> oh, we um, were thinking about having a boy. We'd name him Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they'll say things like that? Oh, isn't that how Gotham started? It was like, oh, I like riddles. <laughs> you know, yes. But I'm I'm still watching Gotham. And going back to that pilot, that kid playing Bruce was he's very young so in that. little. Yeah, he's, he's come a long way. When you come across it on Netflix and you see like the snippets and they show scenes from the first season, it's like, yeah, he's so little. Let's talk Marvel because it's, it's been a Marvel-free episode that's a good point actually yeah don't like it loki talking about spin-offs marvel's standalone loki series has brought on rick and morty writer michael waldron as showrunner and executive producer so this is a limited series that's going to be on disney plus in the u.s which we've talked about before because it's going to be short it potentially could have a pretty decent budget might actually be pretty decent and they're doing a couple so we've got loki scarlet witch and falcon and winter soldier so what do you think about these? No, oh, this writer. Hey, I love Rick and Morty. So you... <laughs> but I don't know what he. I don't know like how we. I don't know what he brought to that show. But I, yeah, it's interesting. Do you think maybe with this, what we're going to get with Loki here, maybe we're going to get a little bit more of him being, you know, play on that trickster side of him, him messing around a, a lot more, and maybe. I've heard that it's going to be a little bit of a like a greatest hits, like whether it's. I've got a feeling what we're gonna what we're, we're gonna, gonna experience jump here. Time a little bit with him, like he's we're gonna have Tom Hiddleston telling a story. Oh, and there's a there's a popular interpretation of the character in the comics for a while. He was de-aged. And he was Kid Loki, and he's oh. a fan favorite. And I just feel as though it's gonna be him telling stories, and maybe not him always on camera. Or you know, I don't know. I'm I'm really curious about this that one if you've changes seen it a bit but... i mean it could just be in it start to finish that's just what i think it's going to be like at one point in the comics loki was a woman i just think they might go that way oh like, well, i mean so he's the, always stealing so, bodies and stuff so you, <laughs> but it, but it was still him like always yeah. like day-to-day life it was a woman i can't remember why something happened so you've got kid loki Comics you've got female weird. loki and then you've got tom hiddleston i think they might play it up a little bit i think i would prefer if it was just a Eight episodes or whatever, eight, ten episodes of just a story, a little adventure that he goes on. And we've all seen Infinity War. Like, without getting into it. Like Maybe it's what he's doing between that time. Like, of... it could, like, <laughs> we could literally, as Thanos is holding him, he could be seeing his life flashing before his eyes. And that's what we're getting this That's the opening scene. Is that, that and then... But, like, he's been held and then he's, everything's flashing in front of him. And, and that's what we're going to get in this series. That'd be weird. It's the moments in between Thanos grabbing him and I'm not going to finish that sentence just in case <laughs> people have not seen Infinity War. And they hug. They hug and share good times. We've got the X-Men TV series Legion. I really struggled with that second season. Almost didn't finish it a couple of times. I haven't finished it. I'll but I made you. it to the end and I thought, you know what? I'm done. But then they announced. Oh, they do one, this to you. One more season, that's it. It's just yeah, been three seasons. Appeal. I'm like, oh, well, that's tempting. I'm a completist. But then they go and cast Professor Xavier. I'm like, oh, well, I've got to watch it now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> got to watch it now. I've got a young actor, Harry Lloyd. He's playing Xavier. And actress Stephanie 
Coliseum, she'll be playing David Haller's mum, Gabrielle. So there we go. Mum and dad is coming to the show. Didn't we get his mum in the first season? I don't believe so. His sister. Oh, it was his sister. Yes, we got his right, sister. Yeah, yeah. And then we saw in the first season Xavier's wheelchair. We got the X on the on the mm. wheel. But it just feels like it's going to be more X Men. I don't know. I just felt like season two just got weird, like weirder for the sake yeah, of being weird. That first season was pretty weird. So yeah. it was, but it. it I liked it, like it worked, and it's it explained the, what was happening. Yeah, but then like, oh. it's like they've got even weirder, and then characters are making choices and doing things that I didn't like. And but anyway, Legion Three, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> I'll um, I'll watch that final season. We'll jump over to Hulu and uh, Marvel Television now. Um, they've partnered to produce four animated series, well, adult animated series. Um, the shows will be based on the following Marvel characters. We've got Howard the Duck, so that works. Um, Modoc, is that how you pronounce yep, him? Yep, like, Do you say Modoc? You do. Um, Hitmonkey and Tiger and Dazzler. So like the Marvel Netflix Defenders shows before them, the four characters will then team up in the animated special The Offenders. So, yeah, this is, this is happening, guys. Um, Howard the Duck will be written... And executive produced by Kevin Smith and Dave Willis. Uh, he co-created Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, Modoc will be written and executive produced by Jordan Bloom from Community and American Dad and Patton Oswalt. Okay, let's just rewind a little bit. So Kevin Smith, he's involved in a How the Duck animated series. That's mental. I'm into it. <laughs> I am into it. I'm into it in a big way. We got Howard the Duck back in the mid to late eighties, live yeah. action With George Leah Lucas Thompson. produced movie. Yep, and then we got to see him briefly in Guardians of the Galaxy, volumes one and two. And, two yep. and now we're getting him in an animated series. I'm all for any Howard the Duck stuff, just as long as they're doing it right. So obviously they're orientating it for adults. Perfect. Let's go. And Modok, yeah, interesting character. Mental organism designed only for killing. Now I've come so that's across, what it stands for. I've come across awesome. him in some comics, in some Marvel head. video games. Yeah, big floating head, little legs, little body. Be interesting to see what they what they do with him. And because he was like a caretaker or something, like you know, low level caretaker, and then experimented yeah. on him. And but usually he's just always a presence, sort of in the background, pulling some strings, doing something, something to punch. You know, like but yeah, there's a story there. Hit monkey. Never heard of this, to be honest. But it will be written and executive produced by. Josh Gordon and Will Speck. They co-directed films like Blades of Glory and Office Christmas Party. Hit Monkey, look, paint a picture, is a white monkey and he wears a black suit and tie and he's an assassin. <laughs> That's two guns. Sounds like something from Fortnite or it's, something. It's you know, like crazy. Little... Predates Fortnite. <laughs> I, first, I first was introduced to this character in a Deadpool comic. Ah, okay. So he's very much that area of Marvel. Like, and they were rivals for a while. With this being an, all these being animated, I think yeah, they've got a little bit of freedom to just go nuts and do these weird bombastic stuff. And you know, it, it's Hulu, it's Marvel. Now, what I didn't know until recently is that Hulu is actually owned by Fox, and Fox right. has just been bought by Disney. And there's even talks of potentially some of the Netflix Marvel characters appearing on Hulu, who currently have the Runaways TV series. This is all so too hard. I kind of feel like <laughs> that's where, you know, Marvel are going to be putting their more adult right. characters yeah, on yeah. Hulu. 
and then characters like Loki, Scarlet Witch, they can go on Disney Plus. It's like the finding homes on different streaming that's services. Like they're definitely pulling them from Netflix. That's right. Uh, lastly, Tiger and Dazzler uh, will be written and executive produced by Erica Rivenoja from Girls Trip, The Last Man on Earth, um, and also Chelsea Handler. She's the one that sticks out to me. Yeah, so Chelsea Handler, so, so she's on there. Uh, she's best known for hosting uh, talk shows on both E! and Netflix. She's got Tel- Chelsea Lately and... Chelsea, which is one of those. Okay, uh, sure. I listen to a lot of uh, Kevin Smith podcasts and she doesn't often get talked about fondly. Fondly? Fondly. More <laughs> so fondly. by his uh, Hollywood Babylon co-host, Ralph Garman. Oh. He doesn't seem to be a fan of hers. They do not like uh, it. She's just very opinionated, I think. Fair enough. <laughs> but all those people are going to make their individual shows that will come together in The Offenders. Maybe The Offenders will land better than The Defenders. Yeah, and, because uh, that did not deliver. But no, this is all very different. And like I said, because it's animated, because, you know, they, they could be a little bit more free and, and loose. It sounds, it. it sounds interesting. And they even posted um, some art, like what the characters are going to look like. Netflix has ordered a new Transformers animated prequel series, Transformers War for Cybertron, that will premiere in 2020. That's next year. Not too long to wait. This new show promises a new animation look and style that presents the Transformers like you've never seen them before. <gasps> as robots. In disguise. Oh, as cars and trucks. But this sounds pretty cool. So they're going to have maybe, a new design, basically. Yeah, but <laughs> maybe they're going to go more anime. I don't know, but we're going to get Transformers on Netflix. Yeah. You know, I think we've got Bumblebee on the big screen, kind of hitting the reset, looking to forge its own... Series of Transformers yeah, movies. you know, like animated Transformers series come and go, and I'm all for a new one. Check it out, like, you know. And there is a lot you of You check them. it out, and if it's good, you watch like, it, that's it. I'm a daughter was watching one recently, and it was, like, really kiddy and blocky. It was really weird. Yeah, like, it's it's sort of in the style of, like, the Marvel Superhero Squad, but, like, with Transformers, yeah, like, you know? I think it was, like, based on, like, a play school line of toys or something like yeah. that. But it just looked weird. Did they transform? Maybe. <laughs> I didn't, not I even. Didn't, sure. I did not watch it long enough. But uh, yeah, more Transformers. Cool. McGruber. I'm going to talk about a story I have no, have no idea about. And it's good to end on this one. So McGruber is being pitched to streaming networks um, as an 8 to 10 episode TV series with the entire cast of the original film returning. Original film. So that's given me some clues <laughs> to what it is. Hang on. Let me do it. <laughs> McGruber is awesome. It started as a Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live sketch, so SNL. Right. And then, in, in fact, McGruber... Is it a was, parody of McGruber? Of course. Oh, but okay. McGruber was the last Saturday Night Live film. That's not oh. a reflection of the movie, I hope. <laughs> they've, made, they've made no more SNL films <laughs> It killed since. the SNL but movie industry. But it's bloody brilliant. Now, we're talking about the original cast coming back. So we've got Will Forte... As McGruber, Ryan Philippe is in there. You've got Kristen Wiig. The moving is a hell of a lot of fun. You've got Val Kilmer in there. Um, I think oh, his, his bad guy name has been a while. It's something like Van Kunth. <laughs> something like okay. his name. Anyway. So this sounds like this, will be, this TV series will be in line with that film. It will be like a continuation of it. Right. So the, the guy who came up with the, the sketches, the movie... He's looking at different streaming services to pick it up, and hopefully it does happen. I mean, you've got MacGyver, so you know who he is, but the character of MacGruber, MacGruber even, 
He's basically is an action hero with tremendous confidence and absolutely no skill. It's a lot of fun. Okay, all right. And he's got the mullet, and you know, <laughs> like you'd expect from MacGyver. But anyway, we're finished on a story. You've got no idea. Yes, I'm glad that one landed in my lap. Okay, so recommend. Have you got something to um, recommend? I am actually. Now we recent we put out our review for. I recall what it was, for Escape Room. Now, we had decided to do that one over Happy Death Day to you. Um, I did go and watch that one as well. Um, I don't know, have you seen that first one yet? Yeah, I liked it. You, you did like it? Cool. Yeah, that was good. That's good, because that makes it easier for me to do this and pitch this to you. But Happy Death Day to you. I'm recommending it. It was a surprise. I thought it would just be much of the same, but they reinvent the the genre the 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 storyline you obviously that with that first movie Jessica Roth's character Tree she gets caught in a time loop on her birthday and someone keeps trying to kill her she has to solve that mystery this second time round I'm not even going to go into detail with it because if you haven't watched any trailers and you don't know what's going on it was a surprise to me so hopefully you can experience that as well um, but it's different they play with it and they lean more into the comedy side of things, which I think worked really well in that first movie. But they, they heighten the, the comedy, less of the horror, but there's still a bit of that in there to keep you interested. Still death and all that kind of stuff. But it was a really, really fun. I actually really enjoyed it. So the whole time, I walked out going, holy shit. Everything except like the very last scene, but that's fine. That's we don't need to go. I mean, I do, I do want to watch it. I just kind of figured like the first one, I just watch it at home. I, sure. Yeah. You can save it for that. I do recommend though, if you are to watch it, watch the first one again. Oh, really? Yeah. So a lot of the things I I found really enjoy about uh, enjoyable about the second one was um, finding those connections to that first one, especially with things repeating itself, and there's lots of little sort of jokes that carry on, and it, it sort of it, they work as sort of a part one and part two really close together so, so you, did you go back and watch the yeah first one? we watched the the first one uh two nights before going to see the second one um and yeah there were just lots of things and i wouldn't have remembered those things if i had just gone straight into the second one so well, i'm recommending <laughs> the duology of happy death Day. <laughs> when we did our review for escape room i did say that we were looking at a movie to review because there was a gap in our schedule yeah. and it came down to those two movies sure did we pick the right movie I enjoyed Happy Death Day to you more. Okay. I listened to our review of Escape Room, though, <laughs> to find out exactly what I thought. But um... That should have probably been a off-air question. I was, <laughs> I was generally quite curious. Okay, my recommend is a movie that I finally got around to watching. Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. I'm a Queen fan. Like, yeah. I like Queen. I grew up on my dad's records and then graduated onto CDs. And I just... I like Queen. Been alive and... for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> Eighty-four. My my wife, she's not big on going to the movies. Like, take something special, and she went to watch this, and just wanted to watch it again. And she is a Queen fan, and I recently I watched it. I watched it the weekend. I picked it up on Blu-ray as a Valentine's present. She's she was very grateful to that. If you're unfamiliar, which I think everybody knows about Queen, Freddie Mercury. Uh, the movie is a foot-stomping celebration of the band, their music, and of course, Freddie Mercury. And wow, what a, what a performance. And I'm not the first, second, third, how many numbers of people to say this. Rami Malek as Freddie mm. Mercury is absolutely phenomenal. I think I, he, he's nominated for like best actor, I think. All the awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah all he, the awards. He, wow, he is just absolutely fantastic. Have you seen this movie? 
Yes, I saw it at the oh, man. cinemas. Which would have been great to watch on, on the big it screen. It was. Like, and I think when... I think I actually told you that I, I'd seen it. And then that was when you were telling me, you were like, no, I'll just... I'll wait for it. And you were hesitant. And I was like, oh, man, why aren't you keen? Oh, man, in the cinema, there, it was something else. It was like the theatre shook with like I mean, the songs I, and the, the... I always knew that I would like it. Like, I know pretty much the story anyway. And I know the songs. But it was still good, you know, seeing it all put together... Yeah. The way that it opens with him heading out to Live Aid, you just see him from behind, and then you just, you've got him uh, working as a baggage handler, and you're working through his life, and it was just that, a brilliant portrayal. Now, just out of curiosity, I watched one of the special features afterwards, like him getting into the role, things like him wearing a, like part of his nose is a prosthetic, mm. and that was to do with like the top, like bridge of his nose, uh, the like the teeth, you know, so he's got like you know, because Freddie, you know, he's, he had the overbite. And originally, they sized Freddie's teeth, and they were too big for Rami's mouth. Like he couldn't really let speak, <laughs> right, so yeah. they had to go smaller with the teeth. And it's just him, and he had a, a movement coach, so somebody like teaching him how to move like Freddie. Well, was he, was he actually singing the songs? In they the, did this weird really thing. Some of it's Freddie, some of it's him, and some of it is like other singers, and that's how they like pulled it all together. Because right. it's like if it's actually him, it's like he should be the one on yeah, tour no, with no. Queen. It, but like, it's not. It's not. Like okay. he, he can't. He can't sing like because like it's like amazing. Well, he's got the moves which are incredible. But they did this thing where it's like whenever he's singing, like the actor uh, Malik, he is always singing because watching like the footage, you need to be able to see the like the throat strain. Right. Like, you need, so. He's always singing everything, but then they're like... They're not they, always using the But then the they'll, like, you know, in AD, they'll, they'll fix... They'll put the actual magic. singing in there. But it's it's just... I had a great time watching yeah. it. And, like, you know, it's, it almost goes for two and a half hours, and I didn't feel it. Didn't feel it at all. No, I could have just kept that going. No, we never... It, it's interesting, we never actually got a chance to talk about it, I guess, on air, or even just, you know, off air. Um, but, yeah, like, the movie isn't accurate, like, 100%. They take liberties and stuff. But I think... Thematically, for a film, for a movie, it's it's done nicely and well and respectfully. It's great, but one of the things I heard about it before watching it, like often, is that the movie didn't respect Freddie's sexuality. Like it, it shied away, it didn't portray his sexuality on screen. And I'm like, you no. know, they did. <laughs> no, <laughs> they like, they yeah, did. That was there. That was... I know. Like, but with what I was hearing, I was under the impression that you know when he first gets with Mary and. They were a couple. I thought, oh, they're not going to play him straight. Yeah, weren't like, Do you know what never, I mean? Like, yeah, no, it's it's. it's but cool. I, I I thought this movie was absolutely fantastic. Mm. And as always, we're going to close out on some trivia. And I thought this time, let's go Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, <laughs> which pumped. worked out nicely because we ended up talking about Howard longer than than I thought we would. Right. So this is the movie that came out in nineteen eighty six. Due to the movie's disastrous box office performance domestically, the title was changed to Howard, a new breed of hero for release dates or releases outside of the US. Now, Is that what we I've, got? I've seen it where they've they've included a new breed of hero, but more like a tagline. Right. But apparently, you know, they didn't want people to associate Howard, a new breed of hero with that bad movie, Howard the Duck. So they changed <laughs> it up a little bit. Now, interestingly, this is one of only two films based on a Marvel comic to win the Razzie Award for Worst Picture. And the other was Fantastic Four that came out in 2015. Uh, yeah. So there we go. If you look at the big stable of movies that Marvel have, 
Only two, Howard and Fantastic Four. They got the Razzies. And so they should have, yeah. That's it for that movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Stew Podcast. And don't forget our new website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. And if you haven't already, make sure you check out our recent review of Escape Room. Hopefully I didn't spoil what Jason thought too much. Uh, You'll be surprised. Sounds like comics um, have a recent episode looking at 2013's Man of Steel. And Rewind and Review have an upcoming review of 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film shoot. See you soon.